Hey, what's up? It's Nicole Brewster, also known as Coco. Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast, where we have tons of topics on how to support our men. Um, hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast show. We are here tonight with a special guest, and my last guest was Oz Johnson, so I'm glad he's here because we're going to keep amplifying our conversations because it was so good. We had a lot of information. We had a lot of perspective. We had a lot of things that we were able to talk about. Um, So we got Oz Johnson tonight, and we got Sherry Perryman, and I'm super excited for Sherry to be here because she is the first lady tonight. So I'm super excited to have a lady on this show. I don't feel so alone. Um, But again, we're getting, you know, another woman's perspective and just kind of her insight on what she does for her career. And um, we'll just kind of go into some different topics tonight. We don't really have anything set tonight because I loved how when I originally met Sherry, we were able to just flow. It was like I came in to just do my spill. Mm -hmm. I got to meet some people. And then we just found ourselves talking for like, it felt like over an hour, but just, you know, it was just good information and just good connections. So I'm super happy to have her here. Um, So we'll just get started. So thank you guys for tapping in. So thank you for being here. Super exciting. Awesome. So last time, like I said, him and I just got a chance to kind of circle a lot of different things, issues. Um, And so I just wanted to have you kind of introduce yourself, you know, a little bit about your background and how you guys know each other, because you guys are kind of connected in the same industry. So, yeah, and just let us know about you. Okay, I am um, Cheryl Imperiman, but I go by Sherry, Mm -hmm. and I um, I have a couple of jobs. A lot of hats. I work. (laughs) A lot of hats. I do. I um, I work at the Miracles Club with, Mm -hmm. along with Oz. And I am the there's a the uh, executive director there, Julia mm-hmm. Mines. I'm her administrative assistant. Okay. So that's kind of like my day job. Mm-hmm. And then I I got there actually because I was working for Bridges to Change, and mm-hmm. I was a mentor there. Mm-hmm. And um, when that specific facility closed, then I was looking for a position, and I ended up running into Julie and. You know, we just kind of made that happen mm-hmm. while I applied for the job. Right. <laughs> so um, so I ended up there. But my passion is for people. Mm-hmm. So I also partner with um, Black Parent Initiative, um, okay. BPI. Mm-hmm. And so I am their trauma support um, service person over there. So I work with a couple of the families just um, kind of helping them work through trauma mm-hmm. and that's um, super that important. is super important yeah. because I had a lot of childhood trauma. Probably mm-hmm. around the time that I met Ah, she yeah. didn't know we were neighbors. Yeah, you know, just a baby. How old was I? About uh, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 In the same neighborhood or neighborhood right next door. Right next door. Okay. <laughs> we okay. shared a driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cherry trees and plum trees, apples. And mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's kind of um, my background. I have. Two adult daughters. I am a grandmother of four, right. and so that's um, my personal heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So I, I love mm-hmm. my family. I'm very family oriented. I'm have a background of um, Haitian and Native American, African American, okay. of course. Right. Um, so that's kind of me. Born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, okay. but came here young, and so. I'm kind of what you would consider a, a Oregon native, but yeah. you know I What's love it, my like roots. after so many years, it's like you're adopted. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think right, right I, now it's like you're right, rooted. It's, right. it's a done deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I still love New Orleans, Baton mm-hmm. Rouge. Um, I go there as often as I can. Right. I I love my my heritage, mm-hmm. my culture. So yeah, that's that's on my bucket family. list. I'm gonna go there. Yes, mine too. Yeah, I, I haven't been on a vacation yet. You need to do that. It's called self-love. Yeah, right? Hey, but I can't, I can't go too far, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> family first, family first. Yeah. So when you're talking about um, the traumas, right, because that's really mm-hmm. important, especially with Elevate Him, kind of having these hard conversations for brave people is kind of how I want to, you know, present it because it's very difficult not only to go through the trauma but then to talk about the trauma. And I think yes. we get stuck because there's a lot of healing in addressing things and and you know talking about things and i think for a minute it's very very hard as we know and so um 
with trauma in your kind of opinion and what you've you've seen and, and worked with, um, are there a lot of men that you feel are struggling with that? Absolutely. Yeah. There's just as many men, but um, unfortunately, they're overlooked. We look at men as, you know, we, we put this stigma on them mm-hmm. that they have to be, ugh. Yeah, you know, you can't out. cry. You're weak if you cry or mm-hmm. you're weak if you even talk about it, right. you know, and so mm-hmm. that's so not true. Right. So absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so with trauma and you start to kind of, you know, break things down, um, you know, I, I feel very passionate to, you know, the young generation as well, of course, because they're kind of like the next movement in. Um, there was a lot of statistics when I was with Aj last, you know, time we recorded, and um, I just read off these statistics that I personally found. And it was so crazy because it's like, even when I've shared these recently with just other men, they were like, damn, we didn't even know that, you know, mm-hmm. so you're giving us information on us that we mm-hmm. didn't know. So, um, you know, do you feel like it's beneficial that men kind of group or maintain relationships with people that maybe have these outlets or how do you see it functioning, working um, with what you do? Absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, like I, I'm, I have a, a client now that I'm working with and we are connecting him. I don't know the, the name of the program, mm-hmm. but Royal Harris is. Yeah, okay. yeah I just yeah. met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Very good. Um, we're partnering with him, mm-hmm. and he's getting um, just kind of getting into the, because, you know, he's a straight shooter. Right. And so. Um, and he's really about the community and pulling yes. men and people together for the right things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so he and I have just connected on the work level. Mm-hmm. We went to school together, so we, okay. you know little bit know each other but we're um tackling that and I'm kind of like it's it's new for me because I'm taking a back seat Mm. to just see somebody else navigate and you know because he's a man so he knows a man but you also need that woman's touch that's the detriment of the divide of the family Mm -hmm. because you have the father that creates a certain type of structure but then you have the mom that creates the structure with nourishing and right. nu- nurturing. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's really sad because in a lot of these, you know, times where we're seeing men being ripped away mm-hmm. um, from that development in the home, mm-hmm. um, I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, um, gaps in between the relationships built with kids. And, you know, like you mentioned just a little bit earlier about um, women coming forth, you know, I am. Um, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to really develop my thing because I was a woman. And it's like, I didn't know a lot about men, but mm-hmm. the things that I was finding out wasn't things that took a man to tell me. It's like, I just right. had to do the work. And then as being a woman, there was a lot of hurt that I had gone through. So I had to really heal and, and promote um, that I healed. You mm-hmm. know, I had to kind of lead by example. And so as I was doing my research and pulling in all this stuff, I'm like, God, guys are really hurting and we are overlooking those things. And so you had mentioned a client that you were kind of transitioning and stuff like that. So do you feel like as a woman being in that role, it's, it's a just as impactful, if not a little bit more, because I think Absolutely. when we're in these roles as serving our community or, I mean, we do really get attached. Well, that's the importance of networking and partnering together mm-hmm. because if I have trauma, more than likely my trauma has elevated mm to another area of trauma. Mm -hmm. So where your program may have helped at base level, Mm -hmm. but then I need Aja's program Mm -hmm. to come in over here where the trauma elevated because I meet people in my life and I have different relationships and I go through other experiences Mm -hmm. where my trauma kind of is tagged along. I'll put that backpack on Mm -hmm. and I carry it with me. And let's say I get in a relationship Mm -hmm. and this person has their own set of trauma. And as a woman, we're nurturers by nature. So we go in there, and then a lot of times we'll take on that person's trauma. So now I have this issue. Yeah, I have that. And then now because I've I've dealt with this trauma, I have abandonment issues. I have trust issues. Mm -hmm. So everything that you're working with me with, I didn't even have that when I first started with you. But now that I'm in Aja's program... You know, he notices that and then he's able to, you know, work in that area. So I absolutely feel as though um, we've got to network better and not Mm -hmm. be afraid to let each other know 
hey, there's a program over here. Or maybe my program doesn't even work for you. Right. You started over here, but now I'm going to pass the baton exactly. to Aj and give that to you and not be so competitive right. and just say, if the focus is on the person being healed, then it doesn't matter who helps. Right. The more the merrier. Yes. Right? Is that, that's yes. kind of how that goes. And I feel like when I suit men, you know, I have an intake form and it's not invasive. It's not too personal, but I do give other options of resources. Mm -hmm. So if you need recovery, if you need counseling, if you need a men's group, because I feel like there's a difference between counseling and just like a non-therapeutic situation, Mm -hmm. which I've talked about that before. Sometimes non-therapeutic can just be like, you're doing regular activities that actually become therapy, Mm -hmm. like basketball. You might get together with your boys and that getting that exercise, you guys chopping it up, you're out in the fresh air, you're like doing something positive, that's still therapy. Right, and Mm -hmm. so I really like to kind of find out where these guys are. And like you said, if I wasn't able to do all of that, because I'm Mm -hmm. a one person, I can't do everything, I would say, oh, you need assistance here. Boom, there you go, because we are the vessel to just navigate them through that. And And I really wanted to structure that enough because when guys come in looking for support, we have to come together. And I think that it's very, very important to help them through that situation because a lot of times when they get out of, let's say, incarceration, they don't got a great grandma like you. They don't got a good mom like you. They don't have a good you know, girlfriend or wife backing them up on anything. They just solo dolo. Or the parental figures that they once had when they went down right. to do that time or whatever was removed. Yeah. Uh, have passed on exactly succumb to you know whatever circumstance and so they coming back out to to the precarious arms of the streets and not able to really mm-hmm. function or even get their footage so they mm-hmm. can become a little bit self-sufficient and sustained from that mm-hmm. point on in a free society so mm-hmm. I get it uh, it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult task um, that not a lot of people are willing to tackle right mm-hmm. because of the work that they need to invest in it in order for it to be And the openness, because just like um, they need more people that, like you, I commend you, Aj, because Mm -hmm. you're very transparent Mm -hmm. about your past, you know, and and that's what helps get people over. That's when you can get their ear. I'm in the process of writing a book called Creaky Floors. And so it talks about my um, abuse as a kid. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I remembered most was... You know, in there I'm saying I wasn't afraid of the dark, I wasn't afraid of this and that, but I was afraid of creaky floors mm-hmm. because that let me know that, okay, it's not safe tonight. Right, right. And so in that, I began to write more. You know, as I began to write, it's like it it elevated. Hey, this is a great from, word. <laughs> mm-hmm. It elevated from my situation. And I began to think about, okay, what other creaky floors? And when when was I a creaky floor to my kids? It may not have been to that extent, but there were things as a young mother that I didn't know to do, or I just was too busy finding myself because I had my own issues. You know, so I think that we have to get our story out. And when men step up and they say, hey, look, but then now I see you and you dressed up, you got mm-hmm. your jewelry and your suit on, and you you working a good job. Right, right. Then that gives them hope. Absolutely, you are setting the structure that you can mm-hmm. too, right? So let me ask you kind of a direct question. So, um, because I'm kind of like using that vessel to where I can connect people as much as possible. Like I said, if if somebody needed a certain thing and I couldn't provide it myself, service wise, right? Services. How would you feel if, and just you can take yourself in or out of this scenario, how would you feel if you had gotten out of incarceration and you had nobody, but you were given a space Mm -hmm. that you could go, right? Mm -hmm. Men's resource, it was just dedicated to men. So you already felt like this was your space and you were getting something out of it because you saw the program, but then you were like, wow, it really comes with a lot of other things for me. How would that make you feel? Because there might be something you need and there might be something that you don't need, but to know that it's all in one, like, you well, know, know, compartment. Or you have access yes. if you do need it. Exactly, because um, you don't have outside support, let's say. Well, I would feel uh, very supported. Um, I probably wouldn't have felt as overwhelmed because, you mm-hmm. know, I did a stint 16 and a half. Uh, ain't no shame in my game. Um, I'm not proud of it, no, but I respect it enough to grow from it. But... If I would have had that type of support coming out of a 16-year-and-a-half 
bid, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a start. It's right. something. something. And, and I would have been less, um, you know, timid when it, when it came to crossing the street or going to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. It, it's something, you know. You don't have the right clothes. You know, you get out. You'd be like, man, I don't even know how to dress anymore. I don't know how to approach a female. I don't know how to even kick it with the homies. I don't know what's appropriate for a homie hug. You know, you know, you're just walking on eggshells all the way around. I don't even know if I want to deal with people, you know, because I'm so guarded and things. Right. But there comes a time, a point in time where you just have to step out on faith Mm. and just keep on pursuing, you know, just put one foot in front of the other and believe in something. But if nothing's available mm. when you're searching for something to, to believe in, your chances of, you know, adhering to the recidivism rate are high. Right. They're high. Yeah. So I would feel very, um, a little bit more comforted mm-hmm. knowing that there's something out there because it's a start. Right. And in there you have to start over and over and over, uh, whether it's with relationships that you meet, you know, somebody writing your pen pal, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's with, you know, a celly, uh, you have to start over, always have to start over. Mm-hmm. And you have to get out and start, you know, for for the females that don't stick or whatever, you know. Um, you have to start over with that too, right. your relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even have to initiate this one. Right. She getting at me, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> <You> know <what laughs> <I mean? laughs> it's already you know? provided. Yeah. Right. I think that's really important because I feel like when I was really doing my due diligence on, you know, recognizing Mm -hmm. what was and what wasn't available. And it was sad to me because, as you guys know, my story and just having suicide as a part of that, it was like, man, like four times higher than women. I don't want to see it at all, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Right. Let's be Mm -hmm. honest. I don't want it to be women, children or men. But at the end of the day, when you look at the numbers that are there and men are doing it, we have to ask ourselves why. And there was something that I'm going to keep preaching this because it it had hit home for me. Um, It's we recognize that there's problems and the only Mm -hmm. reason why there's a problem is because there's a lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. But once you get the understanding, you don't got problems. But what happens is, is if you don't want to have a solution to the problem, you now become the problem. Mm -hmm. You're the reason why nothing is moving and grooving and and working. So I was like, well, I can't know all this stuff and keep it to myself. That would be all bad. I wouldn't, I would be a disservice. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to start somewhere to really help elevate and give resources to the best way that I can and get Mm -hmm. people to come together and showed the love that we're supposed to have for one another, regardless of mm-hmm. where we are in life. Mm-hmm. So having that access to give men, um, you know, uh, being able to know somebody who might know somebody else. I mean, that's just the partnership. That's just what we do. And so um, there's also this thing I heard called generational curse, mm-hmm. right? The hamster wheel. And, and, and how do you see that? You know, I mean, as a mom and you're raising kids and, you know, you're trying to break certain things off. Like, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Like it's it absolutely is a real thing. Um, and you know, it, it goes back to what you said. Like you have to recognize it first of all. So that then, that term you better recognize is real. <laughs> yeah, you better recognize. You better recognize because if you don't recognize it right. in you, you'll see it in your in your your, in your child. Kids, yeah, absolutely. You'll see it in your kids, and then you'll see it in your grandkids mm-hmm. if they don't recognize. So that's why they say break the generational that's curse. Right. So, you know, at some point, somebody has to say, you know what? This isn't healthy. It's mm-hmm. not good. And I want better, not just for my kids. I want better for me. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not healthy, I can't give them health. No good right. to nobody else. I'm not right. good to anybody else. Exactly. And one of the things that I think Aj and I touched on it at one point in the past was it would be wonderful if there could be a program for men before right. they were released. Right. So right. if, oh, yeah. We've if talked six about months, that. Right, right. three months ahead of time, they yeah. could know, because especially for people that have done a, a lot of time in there. Yeah. You know, like you said, you don't know how people dress anymore. You don't know what the slang terms are. Apps. You don't know apps. They're intimidated by computers. Right. They don't know um, how to address women. Mm-hmm. Let's go a little deeper than that. Go. Say, for instance, you know, someone 
they don't land themselves quite to the penitentiary in the penitentiary setting. Okay. But, but they 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 land themselves in um, um, you know MCDC, um, just at the justice center or Inverness, mm-hmm. um, and for fifteen day sanction or something of a sort. Um, that's time like we talked about before. Let's restart. That's mm-hmm. time enough for the impurities that they put into the system if they're you know subs- if they're dealing with substance abuse mm-hmm. for them to just sober up a little bit and. And, and just implant. So you don't have to have those, uh, those uh, like, programs when you're in the penitentiary uh, mm-hmm. for the reentry, uh, not restricted to that. Right. You can do it even just with 15 days. Mm-hmm. Let's get them ready, prepare them so when they mm-hmm. get released, they're not going back out into the same atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I preach that over and over mm-hmm. too. Well, it, it's right. a matter of hopelessness, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm in here and then what I, what I was doing to get me in here... I considered it as survival, right? You know, in some cases, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, survival. So right, right. Mm -hmm. and so I'm released, and I'm given nothing, right? But the clothes that I had on when I came in. Yeah, it's a social security card, a copy of your birth certificate, Mm -hmm. the things that you came with in a bus pass. If you come with that, uh, you know, if right. some don't have that, you ain't gonna have it on you if you're homeless. Mm -hmm. You know, that's either lost or at you know a loved one's house or you know gone or whatever. But yeah, you know, you when you come there. Um, you start to feel a little healthier. Mm-hmm. You start to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm myself again. I got a little weight in 15 days, but whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I got a little weight on me. Um, my skin is clearing up. I ain't got the pick marks. I ain't because you don't have yeah. access to, yeah. you know, whatever caused that in the first place. Mm-hmm. So then when it's time to release, uh, you find yourself tearing up because you know you're going back to the same circumstance mm-hmm. that you was just delivered from. Right. Okay, you kicked and screamed and put on a good show. No, don't take me, officer. F you this, you know. Um, put your hands behind your back. You'd be like, I don't want to. Why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Because right. you know it's, it's, it's going to help you. You're going mm-hmm. to somewhere where you're going to be warm at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if when they got released, we had something, we had a building for them to go to? It doesn't have, you know, maybe 15 days in there, 15 days the building. Let's try to get you on your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if it's your season for change. Really mm-hmm. give you a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't plant squash in the middle of winter and then, uh, you know, expect it to be, I guess, eatable, edible, right, <laughs> you know, right. at, at the end of the winter. Exactly. Uh, that's out of season all the way. Let's just see if it's their season. Mm-hmm. If it's their season, uh, we can help you. Mm-hmm. There's, there's hope at that particular time. It may not be their season, but as long as we're doing more, doing our part, not allowing them to come back to the same circumstance of ruins to where they have no other direction to go. But Well, do death. you think that's why they're not implementing programs? Because that's the goal. Let's be honest. It's a mm-hmm. business. Could so be, yeah. if, if we're talking about generational curses, mm. it doesn't just stop with the people. It starts with the businesses, too. Mm-hmm. It starts with politics. Some things just haven't broke. Some things haven't been directed hard enough to be like, we need some change out there. We know what we want here. Right. And we're out here hustling and bustling and doing the work, but it's still going on in the penitentiaries. It's still going on for, you know, politicians. It's still working for them. Yeah. And it's cracking our our community. Well, so it seems. But if you you look at recent... uh, details centering around the homeless, the, the people that are struggling with chronic homelessness, they are now getting camps to where they, they gather them up. It sounds kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. I know you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're getting camps to where they gather them up, the, the little houses that they put them in, things of that nature. I mean, they're making an, an effort, uh, but it's by force. It's not a conscious effort. It's not something that I believe that they really are wanting to Lifting do. Lifting their hand and right. saying, me, me. Right, well, but we do have some organizations that are doing that now. Mm-hmm. But these organizations aren't receiving the funding, the appropriate right. funding to do it to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. You know, in Miracles Club, we only ask for just a little bit to help us help a great many of individuals. Right. We're not asking for an excessive amount of, of funding mm-hmm. uh, to go buy some bins on the side and right. this and right. that. Yeah. And, but because we're not asking for that, they look at us like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, skepticism. You know what I mean? I'm not I, doing a lot. Right. Another yeah. area, too, though, is the mental health piece. Yes. Because yes. you have a lot of people. I've never seen it to this extreme before, mm. but you have a lot of people that are dealing with mental health issues. And I think when we when we hear mental health, we think, oh, walking down the street, talking to themselves. Right, right, right. Mental health comes from here 
to hear. Right. So there's all levels, there's all types. It looks different right. to different people. And if that isn't addressed, you can put me in every program that you want, right. and I'm not going to be able to handle it. Right. And then you fail out of and it. And then I fail. And then you lose all the benefits that came yeah. with that. And now, now, now I'm blackballed. All over again. Yeah, now I'm blackballed and certain yeah. people don't want me in their buildings. Because you prove them right. Exactly. You prove them right. See, I told you if we gave them this, this is how they would act. But it's not necessarily, you, you have to equip them with the tools. Yes. So in that, in that part, yes, it is designed for those that are struggling the most to fail. Mm -hmm. It is designed for that. But until, you know, you have, you know, plat plat platforms like this that can mm -hmm. put that out there in the air, uh, enough of them, not just one, two, three, or four, until this is an ongoing, uh, a consistent thing, mm -hmm. then they won't pay attention to it. They'll be like, oh, they're just making noise. Uh, don't worry about it, Bill. We'll, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're just mm -hmm. making noise. Uh, we'll, we'll get them later. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, the solution for any problem mm. is within the problem. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking outside for, for those hand-ups, I'm, I'm going to say hand-ups, for those hand-ups, hand yes. right, um. we still have to address it within ourselves and not look at one another and be like, oh, that dude crazy as mm -hmm. hell. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell mm -hmm. no. I'm, instead, we'll go the other way. You coward, you chasing after bullets, right, gang-banging. But you look at this man that is suffering mm. from a severe personality thought disorder. Mm. Mm. Right. <laughs> or medications have backfired before. Yes. I've heard that, right. which was crazy because you're like, there's a lot of doctors are quick to oh, give yeah. you a script, oh, right? Yeah. Because money, they'll be right? back. They'll be back. They got to, they got to constantly refill. Right. But they say, you know, with antidepressants stuff, you got to wait like, you know, three months or something to really work. But at this point yeah. in three months, that's a long time to really, mm -hmm. excuse my French, but fuck somebody up. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then and they make you fire, believe that you have to take this for life in order right. to be stable. Correct. And then when people come to the senses and no longer want to take it, they have to cold turkey out or yeah. else run the risk of succumbing mm -hmm. to normalizing, uh, you know, their, their, their chemistry. Yeah. Their or you have people that are, that are, that are um, in my field that, you know, we work with people that have ch uh, childhood trauma, adulthood mm. trauma, but we suppress it because I have to look good. Right. I can't let anybody know, you know, what's going on with me or that I've been through anything because I want to maintain this image. Right. And right. if I and if I show it's a sign of weakness again. Any if I show that weakness. Yes. So suppressing the trauma only lasts for so long right. before I have a mental breakdown. Mm. Then everybody's wondering what happened, what happened? Because she was she had this, she had a good job, she had a nice car and a nice right. house, Everything. and she broke. Mm -hmm. But so, that was because there were issues that weren't dealt with. So I know we talked about a lot of uh, what's going on transpiring negatively to perpetuate the BS. What do you think some solutions are? Yeah, let's let's try to. What are some solutions? I mean, that's what it's really about, honestly. And I think when we're all in the same field, we all want to feel like we are really contributing to a solution. It's very, very important right. because we could sit here and bump gums all day, right? Right. But I don't want to be like those other ones. Right. Some no. So that's right. why it's super. Like I, I didn't know how powerful a podcast would be. I didn't realize, you know. When I envisioned what I was doing, I did see a small stage at one point, but I got sick. Like, I was like, I'm not doing that. God, you're not putting me there. But the more and more that I've gotten comfortable in addressing and talking, it's like, there's no other option. Right. We right. got to be speaking. We got to right. come forth. And this is a great place to do that and to feel safe and just vulnerable because it does show that other people will either watch or listen and it can save a life. So, yeah, let's kind of start nailing out some solutions. And it's really hard because there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of politics sometimes involved. Mm -hmm. So it can get a little sticky, but at least kind of digesting some stuff on how to, you know, move further in, in what we're doing. Well, what would your solution be to rectify a lot of what's going on right now? Um, not just with our black men, um, but predominantly with them, but just in general. In general. That's a good question. I know. Um, and, and it's, you know, I feel like there's multiple answers. I don't feel mm. like there's one concrete solution or way to resolve uh, the many issues that we have. Many years of many it. Many years of it, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so for me, I know with what I do, I work more with the mind and with, you know, the thoughts and the emotions in, in the area that I'm in. And so one of the things that I tell people is what helped me. And that was to know that this is just an experience. Mm. 
you're important. And for me, I'm mm. spiritual. So mm -hmm. I had to take it to a spiritual level. We just and I felt through. like, right. yeah, I felt like God was showing me that this experience, you're, you're not that important, but you are. Right. It was for you, but it wasn't just for you. So it was so that you can have the experience and grow from it. Mm -hmm. You find out what the lesson, but you have to be totally naked and transparent with myself. Mm -hmm. I have to take and look myself in the mirror mm -hmm. and see every flaw mm -hmm. and not take makeup and cover over mm -hmm. it. Right. Instead, mm -hmm. get some cleansing cream. Mm -hmm. How do I cleanse strip. these things? Mm -hmm. And sometimes scars don't go away. Right. I have a scar that I have from an right. accident. You can't visually see it, but I can feel it. Mm -hmm. So I know that it's there, but nobody else knows. Mm -hmm. And when I feel it, I don't think about it until in the morning when I wash my face and I feel it and I remember the car flipping over. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the things. The, f the first step is knowing that this is an experience that I've gone through that not only am I to grow from, but by me growing, now it's my turn to impart into somebody mm -hmm. else. I've got to mm -hmm. inject into you what my, that's why I have to be transparent right. with what I've been through. Because I have to let you know, I don't know, you may not be showing me, you may have a hidden scar yourself. Mm -hmm. But if I let you know, hey, I've been through X, Y, Z, whether yours was the same experience, you lost your brother, I lost the husband at 20. Mm -hmm. Pregnant and with the one-year-old that had cerebral palsy and um, epilepsy. Mm -hmm. And I was told she would never walk, talk, read, or write. But my story is, if you just stay consistent, mm. if you go to the doctors, they were telling me to put my baby in a home, mm. you know, in a facility. And I was like, no, I just could never do that. And I didn't know how hard the fight was going to be. Mm. I didn't know how hard therapy would be for her. Mm. I was looking at for me at first, you know, like, oh, Lord, how can I do this? How can I work? And how can I do this? And so I began to do things um, to where, like my boss told me, hey, you got to find an alternative. And it's like, mm -hmm. I am the alternative. Her dad is dead. Right. You know, we don't have anybody yeah. that's going to take off from work three days a week, four hours a day to come to therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I began, that's when I began my journey of um, being self-employed. And so as I began to think of things that I could do to, you know, to make a way to feed my family, at that time, I was only surviving. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that later, and it's like God showed me that the, the journey that you thought was your journey Haven Road, huh? was really for your, it was your daughter's journey. So not only did I have to pass the baton to her, I had to let other parents mm -hmm. know that had been through it. Mm -hmm. There's dads that are raising kids. Right. You know, my brother raised his son. Mm -hmm. And so it's like my dad raised my brother. His mom was brutally murdered. So... You know, just letting them know that, A, she did it, and it was hard. Mm -hmm. Being honest, it was hard. I cried sometimes, mm -hmm. but you know what? I stayed the course. Right. And so just being honest and letting your experience be an experience mm -hmm. and not a and devastation. A shared experience. A shared, a shared experience. experience. A shared yeah. And so right, that's right. what they call it now. So when I go and yeah. I talk, I don't have the clinical mm -hmm. background, but I have the lived experience. Mm -hmm. And it's so like that opens up life. doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it opens up doors. And people will look now and say, oh, my God, you've been through that. Oh, my gosh, you've gone through that. And it's like, yes. When it and blows I'm, them away because they look at you and be like, oh, hell no. There's no way in the way right. that you pose, yourself mm -hmm. pose. You know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. They're like, you've been through what? You're a mm -hmm. grandma, you know, just. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, and for the record, my daughter walks, talks, graduated from hey. high school. She's 33 Praise years God. old. Yes. Hey, yes. <laughs> so. Just yes. letting them know that you can get through it. There's mm -hmm. another mom that has a disabled child. There's another um, woman that's been abused. There's a man that's been abused. Oh, yeah, and maybe if my story can help them, because one of the things that I had to accept was, okay, my mom, I had these expectations mm -hmm. out of my little eyes, but I had to see when I got older mm -hmm. with clearer lenses that mm -hmm. she had her own issues. Mm -hmm. She couldn't help me because she needed help. Right. So, yeah, and that's where it starts to happen. Right. We start looking, we kind of reflect back like, man, I wish my mom would have loved me differently. But it was like, she only knew what she knew. Yeah, she so only, the anger she only loved, Right, she only knew how to love how she was being loved. And so that does, again, start to slide into 
the generational cursing and yes. there's blessings and curses yes. in that. And so, uh, you know, when you look at the, the, for me, the suicide, you know, there is, like you said, this time where somebody's going through something mm -hmm. and then it's like, there's time and then a suicide. It's not like I just woke up, I'm having a bad day. I'm right. not giving it a chance. And then I do that. There's this time and there's yes. this time of being able to really acknowledge mm -hmm. where you're struggling. Um, every time a client calls me, I'm like, what is your need right now? Right. I need to know that first. What is the yes. most important piece right now for you? Because I need to help you there because that sometimes that most important thing is the toughest thing. In our line of work, and then, in our line of yeah. work we say we need to meet the client where, where they're at. Yeah, exactly. And that's and not very script. true. Because a lot of times you'll have where you're reading like your customer service representative right. and you have this script that you're right. going by. Your First, pitch, I need to get you a place to stay. First, yeah. I need to do this. Yeah. But like you said, what do you need? Because I can't see your scars. Mm -hmm. What do you need? Right. And no it's the great thing all. with that is it really puts things in perspective to mm -hmm. where you can and can't help. And again, that we can kind of push it off and give it to somebody who can really be in that. Right. But what I love what you said earlier about that self-reflection and just kind of seeing your scars and, and it's okay. Like this is how you are. And to really find empowerment in mm -hmm. that and to find the growth and the healing that um, we are really more alike than we think. Mm -hmm. Like even if it was just a little bit of your testimony, the minute you said abuse as a child, mm -hmm. I already, I've already experienced that. So mm -hmm. we already related, mm -hmm. you know, when you've said things, it's like, Oh man, like I can relate with that too. Mm -hmm. So we really have stories that are so powerful that can really help the next piece of somebody's life that they're struggling, giving them hope, giving them, you know, a different perspective. And that's why I want to try to really build this, you know, organization mm -hmm. slash podcast and everything else is to, again, hard conversations for brave people because I need to know where people are at so we can make the changes with those solutions. I'm not going to know how a man's going to be able to do certain things unless I talk to men. Yes. Right. right. So we really have to kind of unveil things. And so I think well, it's very a, important. There's an interesting piece of that too, because there's some things that I would feel comfortable sharing with, you know, a, a female, um, not everything, but there's some things right. I would feel comfortable if sharing with somebody rather than sharing with one of my boys. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because I don't need, you know, that stigma like you guys talked about. Oh, I mean, I ain't, you know, I'm just tough. I'm judgmental. Just, Do you feel like men would be a little bit more judgmental? A little bit more judgmental, think? but, you know, You're only, not there. only to boost themselves. But even relating, I mean? that's what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Even in relation, sometimes the person can be feeling or have gone through the same experience, mm -hmm. but because they aren't ready to heal yet, because mm -hmm. they don't want to take a look in, at the mirror in their self, mm -hmm. they can't handle your truth. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, so there's an old saying, without your plights on my shoulders, on top of my plights, without, I say, makes my plights a little, makes my load a little lighter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm not mentally already prepared to deal with my own shit, I damn for sure don't want yours right. holding up on there. Right. And but that's if, what she said. If yeah. it's somebody, if it's somebody that I care about that reveres me as a, um, a leader, a soldier, whatever, head of the household, I'm still going to welcome, come on, just bring it, just bring it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't let you down. I feel okay, like I have I'm a question. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like men sometimes will do that? Like you said, I'm not really ready for that. Yeah. But because, like, if it's a ch your child or your mate, because I feel responsible for you, mm -hmm. I'm your covering, then come on, come on, I'll Listen, take it on. It don't mm -hmm. even have to be that serious of a relationship. It okay. could be just somebody that I'm interested in and she don't, don't even notice me. And I'd be like, huh, you know, in the past, I'm speaking from <clears throat> before I moved into manhood, mm -hmm. um, going through that lesson. It could be like, oh, man, she bad to the bone. Man, man. And then somebody comes over here, come on, let's go play some, some, some basketball. You know, I really don't want to. I'm all right at it. Oh, yeah, come on, let's go. I'm going to get the most points because I'm trying to get her attention. She's, right. she's sitting in the crowd watching. So it doesn't necessarily have to. It's just a man thing. Mm -hmm. and she, a, a young man thing, excuse mm -hmm. me. Uh, but morphing from boyhood into stages of genuine manhood, you started you start learning those things, uh, what not to do, how to do it, and finding balance in that area mm -hmm. if you're paying attention. But nowadays you got a little boy, uh, a whole bunch of little boys banging in grown men's bodies That's right. that are ready. Yeah, they're fifty something years old in the flesh, but the mind is mush because mm -hmm. they didn't get a chance to heal, deal. 
before being before it, being yeah. kidnapped and held against their will, captive against their will in confinement settings. Mm. So now, you know, like we talked about, I think, and we often talk about, all of us, yeah. about, um, uh, what do you call it, arrested development. Mm. The time they went in is, and, and if they get a stint, Buck Roger dates, mm-hmm. uh, and they're coming out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're around that same mentality when it comes to mm-hmm. the females. So that's why you, like, rape and things of that nature are more prevalent. You know, they went in at 17 and coming back out and and. and and the development mm-hmm. of a 17-year-old female these days with all the hormones that they put into the food, mm-hmm. they're like, ooh, baby, is bad. And then you, you, hey, man, you know how she is, right? How old you think she is? Oh, man, she grown, you know, all this other weird stuff. You'd be like, man, I got proof she ain't. She's like 17, 16. Right. He'd be like, man, but, you know, and be like, oh, for real? You know, trying to play it off, be like, oh, man, he's a predator. Mm-hmm. But the circumstances bred that. So there's many different angles. <laughs> Would that, that be to, an implement too? Like we said, of if we're dealing with transition, right, mm-hmm. right, could that be something that is adopted into a program that's all of that is and works your mental, yes. so then you don't become a fifteen-year-old boy in a thirty-man-year-old body when getting can, out? Like, well, can we do that? Well, in the penitentiary setting, they start taking all the um, and we call it smut mags. You know what I mean? The the with the females ain't got nothing on. You know, whatever you call porn. Mm-hmm. They start taking the porn from uh, men and women and just letting other porn get in there some weird old stuff to me in my opinion um i was like uh, what is what's so people are getting out and their mind is mush i mean it's all a big ploy it's by design mm. if you don't stay focused if you don't stay focused or get focused while you're in a situation of confinement then you'll come out totally messed up mm-hmm. and if we can get in there so there's can, no rehabilitation right if we could get in there <laughs> and talk about the things that you would talk about with normal people mm-hmm. They deem them to be normal, uh, on you know, on the free of society. Right. We're allowed in there to talk with them and kind of prep them, like y'all was saying, mentally, mm-hmm. get them prepared for yes. life on the bricks is what they call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I hit the bricks, man, it's going to be on and popping. Well, we get them prepared, properly prepared for it. We don't have to worry about the, the recidivism rate, you know, surfacing as high as it's been in the last past few years. Whatever. Let me ask a question because it just kind of popped in as you were saying that. When we talk about, let's keep it real, let's mm-hmm. keep it honest. All that. How many people do you really feel in your clients' situations are really being honest about where they are? Because it's a very mm-hmm. scary thing, right? We can sit here and let's fake it till we make it, right? And so we really need some raw truth. So if you want to be held accountable, you know, or you want to have responsibility, it, it starts with you. Like she was saying, it really has got to start with you. But if you're just like saying whatever to get by, you're not really being transparent. So how is it going to, because it's not really going to help them who are not in that state of mind. So what would be like an alternative? Because obviously it's not their season. Do we feel like they're just not ready? Maybe they'll come around later. You still, just because you still it's not their press? season? Because it's not their season, that means they're not going into that ground right yet. That, that mm-hmm. That's not the seed to be planted right now, right? Because it's not their season. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that, it's out of season for other things that can be planted in order to help produce the, you know, the launching stages of healing with those individuals. So some of them, the hardest of the hardest, we didn't have some of the hardest of the hardest come, come around us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking that they're just going to be on mute and shut down. And mm-hmm. we just make them feel comfortable. You remain approachable. Let them know, regardless of what you're going through, what you've gone through, I'm not going to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. It may appear that way. And if you feel that I'm being judgmental, call me on it. Mm-hmm. And I always let my clients that I work with, you know, I, I say, look, man, you know, we're here to, to learn from one another, teach one another. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to do. Oh, you've never taught anybody anything? You're about to start because I need for you to find something out for me real quick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know how your mama used to say, if you can't do it for yourself, baby, do it for me. Well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of validity to that. But some people, like you said, they, they don't have a mother and a father. They've been on their own. So you kind of got to introduce it with humor or wherever. Find some type of common ground yeah. where they're at right there and then in that moment. And then hopefully to get them to come, come back. Around. I yeah. think and, they'll and come around. And I usually do. It, one of the things, too, that um, I, ta- I talk with some other um, parents, peer parents, you know, friends of mine, is that we talk about how children, young adults, adults, need somebody that they don't want to let down. Mm. 
That's right. So even if it is a mentor, if mm-hmm. I don't have that that mother or father that is healthy enough in their own life, mm-hmm. you know, to where they don't care what I do. You right. got those kids that say, mm-hmm. okay, I can stay out all night long because mm-hmm. my mama don't care. Right. Right. But then you got kids that say, um, even for kids that were like me, mm-hmm. my mama cared. I didn't care. But I did, there was there were still boundaries. Mm-hmm. I would take it right to the edge, you know, but then I'd come back. Because I didn't want to disappoint her. Mm. You know, I didn't mind upsetting her. Mm. Okay, I'm going to stay out past curfew, but I'm coming home. But that hurts when she says, you disappointed me tonight. Right. It's like, ooh. Right. So I've, I've seen it, even being a mentor, mm. even with going, you know, like I say something and they have a rebuttal and then I say something else and then they got a rebuttal. And then I say, you know what? I ain't even going to deal with it. And I turn around and go in my office. And they come in later. It may be four hours later. It may be the next day. I've come to, when I worked at Bridges of Change, they would have a note on the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, Miss Sherry. I was having a bad day. Yeah. And, you know, and you have to allow that. Absolutely. I have to allow like that. Said, I can't right take my are. authority mm-hmm. and, you know, and now you can't have these privileges because you upset me. You know, then I'm playing a power trip. Right. I have to recognize that, okay, there's some some obstacles that this person is dealing with, and I can't add to it. That's right. If a person has a rock, I don't want to compound and make it a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I want to do is I want to help you chip away at it. Maybe I'm not going to be in there chiseling with you, mm-hmm. but I'll help give you tools. Mm-hmm. Okay, that That's rock right. ain't working, working no more, so now you need whatever the next we'll stick this in the oven over there. Right, <laughs> right, to help yeah. it to, to turn into a pebble, something that they can see. The next time it just kick over to the side. I mm-hmm. already dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's very helpful. I and mean, like Aj said earlier, you know, with just feeling supported. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of what background or where, who, well, all of that, it's everybody wants to feel loved and supported. Everybody. everybody. Yes. I mean, everybody that's really the foundation. Everybody right. won't tell you right. that because of that pride thing. Right. The expectation, mm. though, too, is is crazy because I think that's where we, we, and again, when we're talking about solutions and being honest here, I think when we have expectations, we create our own hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so when you have to look at yourself, like, well, did, I mean, some of us are either villains or victims, right? Mm-hmm. Right? right? There's only two sides. Uh, but there are options. We have options. But we do have options of, are you really the victim? Because that you had an expectation or you didn't do something that could have prevented some mm-hmm. stuff, Right. And I'm not talking about any specific thing. I'm talking generally because I know, right. But I don't want to be insensitive to somebody saying I was a victim. Well, no, I'm saying no, not everybody knows that they have options. They only feel they only have Mm -hmm. one way. Right. And this is why community people who are out here doing the service, doing the work, seeing the problems, wanting their solutions Mm -hmm. are willing to say, you have options. Mm -hmm. You are loved and you are supported and we'll get you there. Right. The the thing is, though, you got to show up. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I'm not going to force feed you. God didn't do that. Right. God right. said, I'm here and I'm going to stand here. You're over there. You have a choice. Mm-hmm. You're going to walk towards that's me right. or are you going to stay over there? And if you stay over there, that's fine because I'm not going to come over there and grab you. That mm-hmm. is right. So we got to take accountability. But I just love the idea of us getting together and really having these conversations and really putting out there that people are and can be supported and we will give options where we can and we can serve where we can. Um, You know, speaking your truth, um, telling your story, how impactful. I think we're really in a stage two right now, which is, you know, you're seeing it more and more with like podcasts and obviously social media. People are utilizing those platforms to be heard. And TikTok, all these things. So it's great. In the good and worst way. I mean, right. you, you have a lot of individuals right now, you know, utilizing social Being media. Being messy. Or, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think or, one, or of the, one of the things, too, is that if faith is implemented, and mm-hmm. I know that faith mm-hmm. for me is a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. but we can just take the the spiritual aspect out of it mm-hmm. and or the God part away for those that aren't believers. Right. But just say faith is mm-hmm. just the thing that you hope for, mm-hmm. believing in it enough, even when you don't see it. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I'm believing the people in the back. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right. So right. if I have faith that 
when I get out of prison or when I get my children back or that I'm going to get my kids back. Of a mustard seed. Of a mustard seed. (laughs) If I have that little thing, but it also says faith without works is dead. So I have to begin the process of walking even though I don't see it. Right. Even though the courts are saying they've already gone over there and they're fine where they're at, mm-hmm. you're not going to get them back, but I'm still going and I'm getting a job. Yeah. I'm still finding still an apartment. One I'm still in front of the other. moving. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And then I go back before that judge and say, look, I've done X, Y, Z. I need my babies. Yeah. yeah, so we've got to, I think if if we, even as the uh, the resource implement faith in people. Mm-hmm. We speak it into them. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to say I'm speaking faith, but no. I speak hope into mm-hmm. you. Those things that you you tell me, um, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to help you make that That's happen. Right. And if I can't do it, or me helping you is even giving you to somebody else. Absolutely. But we have a hard time. I think that's part of the problem. I think Is that we're done. not... Uh-huh. I think it's how it's done. Exactly. Because we've been doing it in such a way lately, recently, to where people aren't having an issue with going from service to service to receive the services yes. that they need. I think how it's done, I'm just not sending those people over. We don't send them over there no more. Right. I, I'll be like, get in the truck. Let's go. That's you right. Know, yeah, we go. take them. I'm we got a van you. just for that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A van, the truck. We got a company. Because van, you're their safe truck. person. You got to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm their connection now, mm-hmm. and they feel safe with me. They've right. already the emptied their. Yeah, they've, I've already mm-hmm. emptied myself out to you. Yeah. I've handover. told you. Yeah. Exactly. So when I take you and I hand you over, like you mm-hmm. said, and I say, this is the next safe person, mm-hmm. you know, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Then they have a little, they may be a little hesitant, a little but mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. I could trust him. Well, how many times have you heard, you know, different businesses or, you know, organizations that they, they get the phone call, they might respond, okay, come in, and then there's no follow-up. Right. Right. There's no like, I mean, I would want, I would feel like, you know? oh yeah, there's a waiting list. Yeah, I mean, right. we get that there's a, a limit, but for, especially for certain things. Five minutes to two hours, right? Someone that's but in it's pain. just a simple. I want to follow up. I have a, I have a client that I have, um, you know, I couldn't suit right away, right? You know, and so I struggled with that. Like, man, I, I really felt like I didn't like serve. Failed. I yeah, failed, failed, right? right. And, and so I, my wheels were turning. Like, no, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> and so I still stayed in connection. I still would message him, hey, I have not forgotten about you. How are things anyway? And his responses were always like, man, thank you so much, because that makes me feel like I'm on the the to-do list Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, your service. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you are a priority, and I just wanted to let you know that. But a lot of business wouldn't do that. They would be like, oh, they didn't reach back out, or it's not a big deal, or we just don't have it right now. I'm not going to deal with it. And that's just, I mean, when you really love what you do, you got to love it all the way through. Yes. You know, you can't do things just halfway because then you're letting them down because again, he could have been like, damn, she didn't call me back. She didn't let me know if she got the suit. She didn't even check on me to see if I got that job. Now, again, we're going to, we're one people, right? We're just one person. Right. right? And I can't be like cutting myself in a million pieces and being able to do so much, but that's when you start to build. I could say if I started to get a team together, mm-hmm. volunteers, I'd be like, hey, I need you to call all these people just to say, hey, mm-hmm. how you doing today? Let's check on our people. Yeah. And it could just be simple acts of kindness that go a long, long way. And mentally, that's where I'm at, because I don't want to see anybody feel like they weren't loved or they weren't mm-hmm. thought about or cared about, because that's where we see suicide. Mm-hmm. There's hopelessness, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And those are some key words that, you know, if, if we just dropped the ball, then then we didn't do our part. Right. But again, they need to do theirs. And so right. it would connect and we would be making those changes. So it's very, very important. And um, yeah, just like moving forward, I think some of my solution, I guess you would say, um, would be something like that. Follow through, yes. connecting with your people and just following through with what you promise, keeping your word. Because, you know, it's important on the street. Yeah, it's important if it came from somebody that, you yeah. know, you trusted or whatever you want to know their word. Well, these people are broken and they're coming to mm-hmm. you. Like you said, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to trust you. But you didn't keep your word. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to look at you some type mm-hmm. of way. Not now. consistent. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a, solu- a solution. Mm-hmm. Keeping our word and keeping in connection with people through their journey. Now, if they decide, hey, 
I got all I needed from you. I really appreciate your time. And you see them doing good work. Maybe once a year for their birthday, you know, you say, hey, you know, something. Or you just know that they're they're good and they'll come back if they need something. Because, oh, they're going to come back to right. show you that they're doing good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The labor. Exactly. I mean, or they, look at me now. Look that's, what I'm doing. No, that's and that's the victory and praise. That's right. right. That's right. That's payment so, enough. I, I think that would be a good kind of piece to solution because, you know, again, nice. we can well, hammerhead a lot of stuff. There's a lot of uh, the, uh, solutions right now that are I'm being utilized that people have already dove, they've dived right into it. Mm-hmm. I think, I feel, um, especially, um, you know, at the Miracles Club and a lot of different organizations um, in the Elevate M. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of like, because I've sent some people to you mm-hmm. and they're they're like, oh man, I didn't even know, you know, I appreciate you and this and that. Um, and you called me, hey, did you send Sosa? Yeah, yep. that's yep. me, that's yep. us. You know, and um, then I felt sometimes I'm like, I need to follow up with this person, you know, because right. it does kind of get lost in translation mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah, then I can go back to him even as a, a partner and just right. saying, did you send that person? Because right. I just want to. Yes, I did. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Now I can go and do my work. So what I'm getting at is a lot of people look for these mountains, these houses, these, these blessings that come in size of buildings. Yes. And they don't pay attention to just those little gestures, those little deeds that we do you know, the interchange of services, they don't pay attention to it and they run right by their blessing. Mm. Um, I think we should also take notice in that too. Because if you take notice, you take inventory at the end of the night, you know, you don't have to do it monthly, weekly, because you might forget some things. At the end of the night, Mm. what could I have done to make, uh, to reach more people? Mm. Uh, How could I have done more for, you know, other individuals that are struggling, hurting, Mm -hmm. suicidal, uh, dealing with substance abuse, criminality. What could I have done that was more? And you'll want to top that the next day. Mm-hmm. You won't be like, damn, that's a lot of stuff I got to do. You'll, you'll just right. go dive right into it and start topping it, topping it, topping it, topping it. Mm-hmm. Before long, mm-hmm. a lot of your once clients will be on the side of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of that. I see a you lot. You see of people it. who actually go through a whole recovery program and now they're mentoring. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they can come alongside and do the work. That so that's awesome. Um, we're going to kind of wrap this up here shortly, but I just wanted to just say if there's any like last minute things you would say right now to somebody who's watching, because we we're starting to kind of pick up the movement, right? People are starting to kind of catch on. Oh, Elevate Him has a podcast. I love the fact that people are coming on. I want to encourage people to come on women, men, you know, all types of backgrounds, uh, you know, victories. I mean, even if you're in a place right now where you're feeling like, man, I just want to get this off my chest because I'm in a dark space. I think that's even, you know, relevant when we're having conversations. Um, So any last words for our viewer, if you felt like somebody, you know, was in a place right now? I'll go after you. We got to wrap this up. This is good stuff. I mean, you guys can come back a billion times because this is so good. But yeah, some words to the viewers. A word to the viewers would be um, just to trust your gut because we always, our gut is our inner voice. Sixth sense. It's our sixth sense. And so that inner voice is always telling you the right thing to do. You have something else in your ear telling you something else. But trust your gut and seek out resources. Don't be afraid. Um, Just know that there are people that, like myself, that have been through some of the same things and probably worse, you know, and don't judge yourself. Right. Don't judge yourself. Hold your, there's a difference between holding yourself accountable and passing judgment on yourself. And sometimes we're the worst critics. Critics. We talked about that before we started this show. So yes, just trust your gut, Mm -hmm. seek some help and um, just trust the process. My last words (laughs) for this show Mm -hmm. uh, uh, would be, if you don't want to be judged, right, Mm. become your judge. If you don't want to sit in front of a jury, become your own jury. Mm. If you don't want to be anything or have somebody else dictating whatever's going on in your life, then dictate it. Yeah. For yourself. Do it for you. So I'm actually my judge and my jury. Um. And I'm on trial. I'm also the um, 
prosecutor. You're all the, the every entity, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that represents right. myself. Right. Um, what I get, like, what, I, what I'm talking about, you got the good and the bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let them have closing arguments. And mm -hmm. and if it it goes too long, just walk on. Just, just right. keep pressing, man. Don't worry Rest about it. it but off. don't put yourself in a position to allow somebody exterior of self to do that for you. Right. And then complain about it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. If you don't know, I mean, you're probably going to do it once or twice because that's your, that's your journey, that's your lesson. Um, but, you know, if you commit those mistakes over and over, it becomes a fault, your fault. Right. So if you're tired of the judge, become the judge mm. of yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I would say my thing is just, you know, it's okay to not be okay. We've heard that before. Right. So mm -hmm. I think just really addressing where you are, mm -hmm. um, being transparent as much as you can because the journey is rough but it, no one ever said it would be easy right. and so as you start to go through your journey and your process it's okay in the moments of where you are but like she said you need to also be able to have the courage okay and the strength to ask for help and um you know i just want to say to the viewers you know i appreciate people watching i appreciate people being able to come here and have conversations because i do believe it is impactful it is powerful and um you know everybody wants to be loved and i think that if we demonstrate love and i've said this before if we don't speak love it dies mm -hmm. and for me because i'm all about people community um you know uh, different nationalities everything i love people and if we don't speak that love it does die and, and um i just want to be encouraging for you to be brave oh, good work. all good right work. well I'm thank you guys about. for tapping in until next mm -hmm. time Hey, what's up? It's Nicole Brewster, also known as Coco. Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast. Until next time. <laughs>